0: The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Bloody awesome! Bloody awesome! Bloody awesome! Bloody awesome!
1: Bloody awesome! Bloody awesome! Blah awesome. blah awesome. awesome. blah bloody! Blah 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 bloody! bloody, 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 bloody.
2: Welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, I'm John Burke uh, from BurkeReviews.com and with me is Matt Hudson from What I Watched Tonight. And this is our first episode of uh, our new podcast that we Woo. decided to do. <laughs> um, how's it going Matt?
0: Yeah good, Yeah, good. looking forward to it. Um, it's been in the works for a little while now um, and I know it's something that we do uh, week to week, month to month, watch the new reviews so I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, and that's, I think, a good uh, introduction to what this is going to be. Um, this is going to be a monthly podcast. We're going to do this once a month, and we're going to look back at the, uh, the previous month's big releases, and we will have each watched them, and now we're going to talk about our kind of takes on these big movies. So, Matt, um, what movies are we going to talk about this month? This month, we have
0: got a mixed bag, shall we say, uh, The Cloverfield Paradox Fifty Shades Freed, Black Panther, and Annihilation. And there is uh, a couple more to add in at the end. Uh, a few teasers there.
2: Yeah, and we we both have seen all these films at uh, our local cineplexes, which are very far apart, mind you. Uh, <laughs> about far, about 6,000 miles apart. Yeah, you know, it's not that far. But um, I had to make an effort for a couple of these, but uh, one of them came right to our front door. Right with uh, Cloverfield paradox.
0: Yeah, um that was what a great marketing angle that was with the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't watch the Super Bowl. I wasn't, I was, I was, I was online waiting for the solo trailer to drop. Or oh yes. Just, waiting, just basically waiting for all of the trailers, and then suddenly it came up, you know, Cloverfield. Watch art drops after the game, and I thought this, that was incredible, incredible bit of marketing. But what do you expect from or Cloverfield or JJ Abrams?
2: Yeah, that is what the series is now, I guess, best known for, is their uh, interesting attempts of dropping their movies <laughs> with surprises and not really giving much away until you watch it. And I um, I was watching the Super Bowl for the first, like, ten minutes, and then my wife looked at me and said, do you want to watch a movie? Which I'm always <laughs> going to say yes to. Of course. Um, so we ended up watching The Florida Project. Um, Good show. And... My friend texted me that about the Cloverfield trailer, and I'm like, "Oh, when's that coming out?" He's like, "Tonight." I'm like, "Hold on." Three hours on Yeah. So I I foregoed sleep uh, in order to be among the first to see it. Um, soon as Super Bowl was over, I I hopped on Netflix and watched it, and um, I am the dissenting opinion. Apparently, uh, most people you seem to hate this going. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I don't like being that guy normally, but I I had a blast watching Cloverfield.
0: I really, I really enjoyed the first half of it when they're setting up the the mystery of actually what, what's happened and they kind of these strange things are starting to happen and um, um, I really enjoyed that. But then it kind of tailed off for me in the second half of the film.
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't like blown away by anything, but I just had a really good time watching it, and I especially loved Chris O'Dowd. Yes, and his and his uh, and his arm and his arm. Uh and his arm. So many lines in that film that he he says are hilarious. Um, and in in deeper analysis of the film, I have come to realize how dumb so much of it is. But I still <laughs> had fun with it. Um, you know what there I mean? There is
0: like, a lot of people just walking around, kind of looking at the walls and pointing and sort of, how did that get there? What's happening to the wall? What's going on? There's a lot of that yeah. kind of talk yeah. going on.
2: Things happen for no real reason. Like, um because there there is a point where it almost seems like the which I guess we should point out we won't spoil these movies um so we're not going to go into any specific details so if you haven't seen them yet don't don't fret but I um there was a part that happens in the movie where when I started thinking about it later I'm like yeah why did that happen like none of it really made sense they were just like a series of episodic events and I found those events generally entertaining and thus I didn't hate the movie but then you put them together
0: into one linking story and suddenly it doesn't... To me, I don't know, I don't. Know, they all show... I mean, the three films share the name of Cloverfield, but I mean, I think the films yes. are trying their hardest to have nothing in common. I have seen some videos with different Easter eggs of how they combine, but you'd yeah. never, I, would, I would never have thought that was a, a Cloverfield movie until... Um, there are a few things that happen which, which hint towards it, but I don't know, it's just... It became... Like you say, there was things that happened which really make any sense, it became a bit convoluted, you know, things Mm. were introduced which didn't really work and didn't really add to the story or anything confused it even more
2: Yeah, and I guess one of the things because I have heard differing opinions I went in expecting um, the Cloverfield movies to be an anthology like the Twilight Zone, they're only connected by name and have no other um linking other I mean other than themes. Like there's connecting themes through all of the films. You know, they all deal with sci fi, they deal with some type of disaster, yeah. human survival. Um and so I, I don't expect much from it, like the story. Like the first Cloverfield, um it's a monster movie. It's a Godzilla movie, essentially. I mean you don't see the monster as much as you do in some other you movies. Really more than, all, yeah. yeah, more than the twenty fourteen Godzilla, but you know, still like not a whole <laughs> lot and um, I enjoyed that movie. And then 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think maybe ruined the anthology aspect because it's such a good movie that it's probably way better and shouldn't have been attached to the Cloverfield brand. Um,
0: I think Cloverfield's going to be our kind of yin and yang because I, I did like the first one, but I didn't mm-hmm. like 10 Cloverfield Lane all that much. Oh, wow. Okay. I, that... did, I, I think I might be that guy when it comes to the second part because yeah. I don't know. I, I loved, I, loved, I thought John John Goodman was good, and there's no way would I ever want to be trapped in a bunker with with John Goodman when he's like nope. that. But um, I don't know. Again, it just kind of. Lots of things happened for me, which just it it was for me. It just it just didn't hit the mark. So Cloverfield hmm. at the minute is a thirty percent strike rate for me.
2: I see that. Um. Okay. Well. So that. I mean. Then it's not. You didn't go into Paradox with a lot of expectations. I guess either as you were uh, one for one, or one for two, <laughs> well, I should say.
0: I kind of had a, I, I was holding on to hope somewhat, but, um. got it. I'd heard the, I know, because it, it was, I think it was the God particle, it was before, that was the original yeah. script, and then J.J. Abrams, <coughs> Abrams got hold of it, kind of linked it more into Cloverfield, but the initial story of God particle, now that, I was I was really intrigued by that, and I thought that was fantastic, um, how, with the, obviously the scientists, um, playing around with, well, particles in space, and, what they what they end up doing i thought that's a brilliant movie but the way way it ended up it was disappointing
2: yeah um and they did they did cram a lot of the cloverfield stuff on into it uh like even they call something on the ship or something or whatever they they say the word cloverfield in the movie which i don't think they had done in the previous two films like i don't think the word cloverfield was ever said i don't Um, remember
0: being said no seen but not said yeah
2: Yeah, yeah, so it's like, uh, that felt a little more, like, forced in, like, (laughs) make sure people know that it's Cloverfield. Um, And yeah, but I guess my expectations, I kind of went into it wanting, like, a sci-fi, like, like, the network, not the genre, like a sci-fi movie, and I got that. It was, you know, a lot of, like, a B sci-fi movie, you know, it was a lot of crazy stuff happened, it was fun, um, there was humor, there, you know, there was enough good, I mean, gosh, the performances in the film, like, all the actors I thought were... Doing oh, it, yeah. There was nothing wrong with the
0: performances. Uh, Gugu and Bartha Raw, she's brilliant, she really holds yeah, that movie up. And, and like I say, Chris O'Dowd, he gives that levity, um, and he gives that fun during, during it. But there's nothing wrong with the performances at all. Well,
2: and that, I mean, that's you're definitely on the uh, the majority here. Most people have given it really bad reviews, um, and I remember waking up the next morning after, because I, I wrote my review and had it posted and everything and woke up the next morning and started <laughs> seeing everyone else's reviews on Letterboxd. I'm like, oh. Um, the only uh, the person who texted me, who's Big Tuna, um, who's a, a regular contributor to Burke Reviews, uh, he also liked the film. So the two of us liked it. Seems like the rest of the world didn't. Um, it's I know just uh, area,
0: It's just that area of the world seemed to have liked it. Yeah. Maybe,
2: yeah. Devendra Hardware, uh, who is on the Slash Film cast and part of Slash Film, um he he also liked it but said he i think i quoted him by saying it's a b sci-fi movie that was he's like i i was fine with that but yeah it's not it's not a work of art or anything like that but it was a fun experience
0: i think if you're going in to have a, if you're going in to have fun and just kind of i don't want to call it a mindless fun because it certainly isn't mindless but if you just go no. and just have a good time it's gonna i think you, you, this is a film that will help you out i mean i i didn't help myself by looking into the fact but by knowing a bit more about the uh, the original story I was kind of hoping for this sort of intelligent sci-fi film. And I thought I was going to get that for the first 40 minutes. And then by the end of it, I thought, well, at least the marketing was good.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was. It's changed marketing. I mean, Netflix is uh, doing this a little more and more, it seems, with these random drops. And I feel like they just did something else the same way where they, they didn't really announce it was happening until just before its release. um I can't think of what it was now, but it's. I think it's a show, not a... Um, they do it, oh, it was with TV shows, yeah. Yeah, the Chris Rock uh, stand-up special dropped um, like a week ago, and it was not announced till the night before. It was... it... Do you think that's a good change? To what Netflix is doing? Do you, do you like it? Or? I don't know. Um, it's interesting, and it, it's... They're... I've had an issue with how they market their movies anyways. Um, I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore was a great example. I liked that movie. The it's a great film and it's been buried like where it never pops up on netflix like you don't hear netflix talk about it and when it was the the day they post they posted out on uh the network it's on the top you see it and then a week or two later it's just buried underneath all the other movies and i hate that because great films get missed and honestly a film we're going to talk about in a little bit but mute i logged in netflix expecting to see mute at the top of my screen and it wasn't. Like, I had to go searching for it. It wasn't even popping up that it had came out, and it came out yesterday. Yeah. So they need to, uh, I don't know, they need to change the system where you can, I think, browse easier, like, without knowing a movie's there. Like, there should be some better system to, like, find new, real new releases. Because, like, right now, if I look at new releases, almost everything on it has a Netflix stamp on it. Like, they're all Netflix originals. There's, like, yeah. nothing else there. And it's like, well, hold on. is Are you only putting your stuff in the new category but
0: sorted by rate. i don't know how they could do it i know it does need a reshape because um so i know some people like sitting on netflix for hours and going back and forward but i just like to I like you say, i like to pop up on my screen sometimes i just want to yeah. sit down get, get chill out watch netflix and chill chill out watch it and not yeah. searching but i was lucky when i found um i don't um i don't feel at home in this world anymore um because i did i was on a searching mode for that and happened to find it uh, and i'm glad i did yeah. that was a good that was a good film on netflix not sure about the yeah uh
2: yeah unfortunately um, Sorry, that seems to be i know it's yeah, okay yeah. i i i have to like some of the the movies other people don't i guess to give some juxtaposition um i don't want to be just always we be, all
0: agreed yeah. yeah
2: yeah exactly i don't want to be the guy who's just always like yep i agree with everybody else's point of view so um and i think i the next movie though I think we might be on the same page uh Fifty Shades Freed
0: oh. <laughs> that was that that was that was also a, a snippet from the film by the way <laughs>
2: <laughs> the,
0: yeah I'll let you start because because um, you had your challenge to see this film so I'll let I you did lead with this one
2: I had to go and see this and I've not seen the other two um, so, I knew only what I was able to get off of YouTube uh, mock videos where they were making fun of, or, you know, there was, I think it's a. They're called reviews, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, some, maybe. Uh, maybe they're just simply reviews, but um, Screen Junkies have a, a thing where they do like a synopsis of the film so you can just jump right into the new one. Um, but they do it kind of, you know, I, I don't, I only watched the one for Fifty Shades, so maybe they, if they like the series, they'll do it and be kind, but they would, they did it and were definitely, you know, making jokes along the way. Um, but I, I was flabbergasted at the popularity of these movies after seeing Fifty Shades Freed, um, cause even in my screening, it was pretty packed, especially for like a Thursday night opening weekends movie at our local theater, those very few are packed like star wars and marvel movies pretty guaranteed you're gonna have an audience and maybe some of the disney pixar stuff but um never have i seen a you know film like this have a huge audience at my local theater and it did it was 90 percent female and the only other that, didn't you i did sit in the back um i did get a dirty look from a woman in the audience uh when i first sat down and i i kind of looked like hey i'm not doing anything i don't even want to be here um and there was a few other guys in the theater but they were with their wives in fact when i was walking in uh an old man and his wife were walking in and there's uh this particular auditorium had two doors to go in you can go left or right and the wife was like, which door? And he just said, I don't care. This is your movie. Uh, so, and I was like, that's that's, that's the tone. Yeah. So, um, you know, I went in, uh, I watched it. I rolled my eyes countless times. Um, and the reason I was most uncomfortable with seeing it was I knew the movie had the whole S&M or, you know, thing to it. And so I was a little uncomfortable like being a lone man in this movie because I would assume most people think I'm just there for the nudity scenes or whatever
1: <laughs>
2: but they're not even like that you know there's a lot of sex scenes and I'm using quote fingers that no one can see but really there's not like it's it's a very tame movie by com- by comparison to the premise like I was expecting it to be really raunchy and graphic and while yes there's way too many of those scenes they're generally just like quick and it's two characters two actors who don't seem to like each other at all <laughs> um like barely naked and barely doing anything so by the end i was like not only was this boring but i i felt like all of my concern about the uh, perception of my attendance to this movie was misled because it's it's pretty mild and bland and vanilla of a of a love story
0: so you would have been happy had there been a lot more raunchy sex <laughs>
2: Well, now, hold on. (laughs) Not what I mean to say, but at least I would understand why these movies had... Because the two things that they promise, they have a reputation. And I don't think either works because the love story is awful. And if if you are watching this and thinking this is how love should be, we need to retrain you because something is wrong. Because, one, she just wants to change this awful human being and or he has con- manipulated and brainwashed her to the point where she is blind to how awful he appears to be. A- or the lesson you can learn is that it doesn't matter how bad a person is as long as they have money. Neither of yeah. which are things that I want m- my kid picking up on, you know?
0: Absolutely. My favorite quote, one of the, was at the end. It's no, no, not a spoiler, but she, um, what's her name? St- Dakota, Dakota Johnson's character, uh, Anastasia, she says, um, you know, Christian's not a bad guy at all. And he's literally spent the last, the trilogy of films being a bad guy, yes. <laughs> and that's when I thought, "Wow, they've literally bookended. The, they've ended the trilogy <laughs> with that. Basically, everything you've just seen is a massive lie." Or wh- I don't quite know what they were aiming for, but I think yeah. the writers have just given up. Let's hope nobody notices that we spent three films setting this guy up to be a complete douchebag, and let's <laughs> hope nobody says it sees notices because <laughs> at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, I, I I agree with everything you said. Um, it, it was it was a it, I had a really good time watching this film but not not at all for the reason that the director wanted it was it was unintentionally funny there were times that like, if, if, at the end of every scene was just like, a, like the suddenly somebody would raise an eyebrow or bite their lip this central <laughs> music would start and then they'd yep. suddenly start going at it. <laughs> um, and I really and there was a, there was a scene they do it on a kitchen table, and I really hope they clean that afternoon because people eat their breakfast on that for the next day. But yeah, it's just it was so the dialogue is horrible. The um I mean, the actors, I mean, they uh, was it uh, Jamie Dornan Dakota Johnson, they try their hardest, you can tell. But I think Jamie Dornan also just looks like he's dead in the dead behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't. They yeah they try hard, but like you say, the chemistry is it, it's minimal. Um I mean, it's it's bla- it is also a bland movie for a film which is meant to be about sort of kinky sex. It's incredibly yeah. bland. It's not it isn't sexy, it's not titillating, I didn't find it anyway, and nobody on nope. my screen is what it was. But it's just a bland movie. Everything just seems to have like a grey filter, no no pun intended. But it's literally <laughs> a grey filter, it's very shiny, but it just it's just boring as well.
2: Yeah. Oh, it, this movie has possibly the worst car chase I've ever seen on screen. Um, it, it is so boring and pointless. And
0: <laughs> yeah, and my uh, partner just... she watched it because she she doesn't mind these three films. She sees them for what they are, as sort of silly silly films, just to kind of watch and not take too seriously. Mm-hmm. But even she said, you know, when she's meant to be driving this sort of two hundred mile an hour sports car, and she kind of just sort of looked like she was on a Nintendo Wii,
2: just sort of having a bit of fun. There was no <laughs> yeah. tension at all in her face. No, none. There was no. Te- there was more tension in the trailer in that sequence like they showed that car chase in the trailer but it's trimmed down and it looks way more intense than it, what it is in the actual movie like it was uh just i thought all the I like all their trailers suck.
0: look quite good which is the problem they say suck you in with these trailers which look quite intriguing i'm gonna admit that but then when you see the film but the films are basically just a a shiny sort of hour and a half movie video advert it's yeah, with a new trendy soundtrack, I didn't—I didn't really recognise many of the songs. I will admit to that as well. But I don't know. It just seemed Ill, very much all style and absolutely no substance whatsoever.
1: It's yeah, cool to like uh, them.
0: There's nothing wrong if you like the films. I would never, never, I'd never, never—I'd never hate on anyone or tell anyone not to like a film. But oh, it's hard work.
2: I would encourage you though, if you do like these films, to maybe try some other love stories because there are some really great ones out there. And I don't think this is one of them. I, You know, maybe you think Dakota Johnson's the prettiest girl or you think uh, whatever that dude's name is really hot. But there are other people that are also pretty and hot. There's other options, I guess, is my point of view. Again, you're welcome to like anything you want to like. But, you know, maybe see what else is out there. There's maybe, some good stuff. If you've seen
0: Ghostbusters, how Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver get on is kind of the similar to chemistry in
2: Fifty Shades. I don't know. I think that's a better love story. <laughs> I've got
0: to say, actually, to be fair, it's, it's a more real love story.
2: Yeah, and Ghostbusters too. The chemistry develops, I think, pretty well. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah,
0: but will, yeah, by then it has, yeah.
2: Yeah, it took it took a little while, but you know, I mean, they had three movies in Fifty Shades. It didn't ever get there, so.
0: And <laughs> no, 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 thankfully, there's not, there's not going to. Well, actually, but it's not going to be as fast. Forward, it's not going to be a fourth. But it made these movies made a lot of money. Um, the target audience. You know they 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 lapped it up. They loved it. So yeah. who knows? There may be. No, I haven't heard anything. But who's just who's to bet against there being another movie five years later?
2: Yeah, and I and the fact that this came as a Twilight fan fiction in the first place is still like mind boggling to me. Yeah. Um So yeah, because I'm not a fan of the Twilight movies either. Um, although I am supporters of both Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson as actors. As actors, uh, not, fantastic yeah just somehow got lumped into those horrible movies so (laughs) yeah and they're doing
0: everything that every low budget indie film was they can now to try and uh, erase the memory of twilight but i think their low budget indie films are a lot better than twilight
2: yeah personal shopper and good time from last year are both amazing um so yeah if you haven't seen those and you're a fan of twilight check those out but um an interesting thing i'm noticing too uh one this month, um, the beginning of the month is pretty pretty tough because had we done a theatrical release instead of Cloverfield, we probably would have done Winchester.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. review in words just oh, yeah,
2: and that that's all it needs to be said about Winchester. There's nothing positive to say, and so the first half of our month is bad. Um, but I think the second half of of February turns it around pretty it well. So picks up a
0: lot in the second
2: half. So, what were your thoughts on Black Panther?
0: Uh, I I thought Black Panther was fantastic. Um, I'm not. I've mentioned it before. I'm not the biggest comic book movie fan. The reason being is after I don't know they become at times sometimes a beat for beat they become a bit too similar. Or um, there's the kind of the world is at peril again risk. Oh which yes. Is once once you've overplayed it, it can be an issue. But with Black Panther, you don't have any of that. It's a contained story within this gorgeous nation of Wakanda. Um, it, the moments when it does branch out into sort of the more into the perilous moments are actually probably the weaker moments of the film. But this is a fantastic film. This is a top-grade film. Um, Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan are superb. I mean, Michael B. Jordan almost steals the film. In fact, he probably does yeah. take the film as, as Killmonger. The, uh, probably one of the best villains in the MCU. I think a lot of people have said that. And I'm going to agree with him. Um, he's... Killmonger's fantastic. He's cold. He's merciless. But he's got a purpose. He's he's almost a sympathetic villain. You know, as the movie goes mm-hmm. on, you almost start to side with him. Uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman, leading the film, he has this brilliant vulnerability about him and a fantastic strength as well. And there's something about him which is just effortlessly likeable. I think in a brilliant actor. But... You gotta say you would not mess with any of the women in this nation. No wow. way. No way. They are fantastic. Leticia Wright and all. They are. I mean, they're badass. Now, they oh man. They they put they they really are warriors. But bless Black Panther. It's such a, it, over. It's a such a talented cast. It. It's got a really tight story. I I liked the story and where it went and how they tied all the different plots and characters in. I thought that was very good, and. You know, this this starting started something new now. That train left the station, and bring it on.
2: Yeah, and I am a huge. I, I am also starting to feel the comic book fatigue, even though I am a comic book fan. First, um, long time. Like I, I am sitting in a room surrounded by Batman memorabilia because I am a huge, crazy Batman fan. Batman's and, cool. Man. Right. Um. It, it's very hard to dislike Batman, and I'm also. <laughs> I grew up a big fan of um, the Amazing Spider Man. Um, for a, you know, and even I got into Spawn. Uh, Spawn got real popular when I was yep. in middle school, so I fell into that. And so I've been on this, the the comic book movie bandwagon, going back to the the '90s comic book movies when we got Blade and everything. And I've I've just I never thought I could ever feel tired of them. And right before Black Panther, I started feeling like maybe it's too much. Um, when we're looking at the year, and there's four comic book movies coming out at the least it starts to feel like there's too many, and um, there's probably closer to six. You know, I I can think of four right off the top of my head that I know are definitely coming out this year, um, and three of which are happening within the first, you know, six six months months of the year.
0: You've got one right at the end, at least, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and then you mentioned uh, if you were to compare the Marvel movies to the DC movies, it is a travesty, um, because every single DC movie has been the world is in peril Every one of them. Like, there has not been a simple story in any of the DC films so far. Yep. And that is definitely one of the biggest flaws. And what Marvel has done is insane, because they continue to evolve and grow and uh, merge genre. It's n- they're not just making comic book movies. They're making movies uh, with comic book characters in them. That's and a very that, good
0: way of putting it,
2: actually. Yeah, and it's um, it, it makes a difference. And Black Panther is just another step in that direction. Um you know, Ryan Coogler is... I can't believe he's only made three movies, you know? Uh, the dude is masterful. Um, and him and Michael B. Jordan are getting comparisons to uh, Scorsese and um, Robert De Niro. De Niro, yeah. Yeah, which A is, like, too. brilliant reason. Because, I mean, I love Fruitvale Station. Um, I love Creed. And Black Panther is right up there for me. Um, the, I will say, both Thor Ragnarok... And Black Panther, I I had issues with some of the CG, um, especially the bulk fight sequences when there's it's, like so it's much the going main on.
0: Action sequences, which is the problem. I, mean, I think I had I had more issue with Thor, Ragnarok, the CG yeah. there. But yeah, there are certain points, especially in this final third of Black Panther, where some of the CG is no, it's not just bad; it's it's noticeably bad. It's almost unrendered.
2: Yeah, and for a company like Marvel that's owned by Disney to have that issue it's a little surprising because it doesn't seem like they should um so i don't know where that fault is like because two movies in a row that have had similar problems and they've probably w- both got
0: i'm not i don't know the numbers off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure they've got sizable budgets
2: yes for sure now both yeah. have directors who have not used cg like that before um it's true you the know where hadn't yeah but at the same time, they're not the ones actually doing the CG. You know that yes, they are directing it. So maybe that's the problem. Maybe in filming, they're they're not shooting it in a way that is um, easily rendered or easily designed. I don't know enough about the process. Possibly,
0: but the director does have final say. Um, true. So very true. And I mean, depends also on what aspect he's seeing it on because I think sometimes when you see it on a on a on a on a trailer on television, some of the CG can look awful but then when you see the same CG translated onto cinema screen it can look a lot better so maybe it could be Mm. something simple that the format that they've seen it in works however it just hasn't translated well because surely they can't let that be an oversight
2: no they can't and that's something I hope to to see fixed because if you go back to like Age of Ultron um, there's tons of Ultron bots uh, like in the last half of that movie and I don't remember having any issue with the CG in those sequences I can't and,
0: think of
2: any now. Yeah, and now, again, I, I, I don't think I'm a person who usually even notices that. Like, it's not something I usually nitpick, but two films in a row where it bothered me has a, a red flag up, because otherwise, those both of those films were great. But when it came to the traditional superhero stuff, it looked bad. And I don't understand how that could be with that company. Like, there's no excuse for that, I guess.
0: No, or well, maybe we just have to... Have to go with nobody's perfect, I guess. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, if, like I say, the films themselves, the stories. Because I also mm. like. Because i I've saying like, I've come out and said I don't. I do like comic book films, but I, I'm not as much as others. However, last year I did like quite. I did like quite a few of them, um, Wonder Woman, Ra- um, Ragnarok, and so on. But um, yeah. The sto- the stories. Certainly for Black Panther, the story is fantastic. That, oh yeah, that the, the CG. What it's a it's a major. Like I said, it's a red flag. But however, the story, the emotion, the acting, the power in this movie more than makes up for it.
2: Yes. And I do want to point out that while I, I, I went heavy on the nit, the nitpicking there, I love this movie. I totally gave my highest rating. Um, I had a blast with it. Uh, my daughter went back the next night and saw it a second time because she was that into it. And, um, you know, it's, it's a movie that I am very happy exists for so many reasons. Like, yep. one... That we have strong characters like of you know one who aren't white and two that are female in this film like it was just super refreshing and that the male characters in this movie don't talk down to the female characters like it's it's refreshing to see a progressive movie being made in the comic book setting um
0: it it would be nice to get to the point one day where we don't even have to call it refreshing it's
2: just it's just the,
0: the norm the standard
2: yeah where we just talk about it as if this is how it is and um it's it's getting better but it's still a long way to go. But still in,
0: we're getting there. But this movies like the and Wonder Woman and Black Panther they you know they really really mm-hmm. help both being good films. Yeah, I agree. This film got pretty much top marks on myself almost.
2: Yeah, um, and again, uh, the nitpicks are I, I would say minor because the CG even if it's not great, it didn't take me out of the movie or anything. I, I just happened to make it you know, make a note of it. Um, but I still had a good time watching it, and uh, there is some cool action sequences. But I actually really like the character moments more in this film than any of the action scenes. Just like, you know, hearing the conversations, seeing them interact with each other was so, so great. The um, brother and sister, you know, T'Challa and his sister were so fun. Um, and her kind of taking on the role of Q from Bond. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Apparently she's a genius. Is that right? In the movies, in the yeah. yeah. The character yes. is
2: an absolute genius. Yeah. Making all sorts of cool tech stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. Um, I like that dynamic a lot and even the you get some pop cultural references and I don't know if you've heard this but um Donald Glover uh, apparently was co- at, brought in to uh, read the script and give some some uh comments and like feedback and tighten up I heard, some of the I heard jokes he
0: touched the script up yeah he, yeah
2: that's it yeah, it, I, it
0: was a joke yeah he he, he went over over the some of the comedy and smoothed it out a bit and I thought that hit as well
2: yeah, and that's, I'm wondering, like, what, where his, uh, fingerprints, like, because there's some references to some older memes, which, of course, when they wrote it, it was probably a very relevant meme, but ne- by the time it gets made and released... It's a retro uh, meme, yeah, it's pop culture yeah, Club-out, yeah, but it got a pretty loud reaction from my audience, so, uh, you know, I, I felt like people still liked it, even though it was an older reference.
0: There's nothing Donald Glover can't do, I don't think, anyway, just off-topic there, but when you mention him...
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan, I can't wait for Solo, um just because of him more than anything
0: more than anything <laughs> i just want to throw out as well andy circus how good he was in this he looked like he's having so much fun without the without the balls and the mocap suit all over him he was he, he, was, he was brilliant but he just looked like yeah. he was having a blast
2: i agree like he really man he he was so big and interesting um yeah it, it's it's funny because marvel's one of the the stigmas that marvel's had is a villain problem um, a lot of their villains have been kind of forgettable or lame and this movie had two essentially because Andy Serkis was also really awesome and dynamic and interesting and then Michael B. Jordan just phenomenal character like Killmonger is a super memorable awesome Marvel villain that hopefully um, you know will set the bar for the rest of the movies that will be coming in the in the future because there's a lot more coming um, I think it's only going to get more rapid as they come out
0: now now think how, how you've got Thanos in the next film the biggest Marvel baddie of all now mm-hmm. is he, is he going to be able to you know be as good as or make as much of an impression as Killmonger did I yeah guess and, it all depends on the story of course but
2: and the expectations I think are higher because they've been teasing him for what like 12 movies now or I something think, what
0: is that MCU is what 18 films I think the MCU is Yeah, but yeah he's been teased for the most of it it's funny because you've hardly you've hardly seen him yet he's now going to be front and center in this mm-hmm. massive ensemble film so i'm yeah, interested and, to see how that one works
2: yeah and i'm a big josh brolin fan so i'm hoping it's great but i'm definitely a little apprehensive because uh, again there's so much for 12 movies essentially to be hyping up a, a villain that's a lot to live up to you know like he's gonna have to be really great to to do what to deliver what we're all expecting i guess
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, they've had what this is what they after ten years of of Marvel films to sort of culminate to this end of this to these two movies, the two to two Infinity War films. Um, uh, Because I'm apprehensive about how they're going to pull it off, but I guess with their hit with their success rate, I wouldn't. I'm not going to say that I can't do it.
2: True, I agree. I agree for sure. So Black Panther is a commercial success too. It's it's been raking in the box office dollars. Um, this week's release uh the last week of february the last Friday of february the 23rd annihilation was released in theaters and uh, it was released in less theaters than originally expected i don't know if this is happening everywhere but um in our local area they pulled it before it even got to the theater uh
0: it's amazing why they do that i am mean, surely paramount has enough confidence because in obviously internationally um it's a bit like over here certainly i mean i was lucky to see it earlier but it's getting a net. It's getting a Netflix release. It's being straight onto Netflix, mm-hmm. and I think that's happening in a lot of the international markets as well. And it kind of, I mean, once you when, when, once you see the film, go, you're going to look at it and think, why on earth have they, you know, thrown? I, I can actually, I can kind of see why they might have pushed it onto Netflix, but because they, maybe they maybe they think it's going to be a divisive film. But come on, this is a, this film deserves a wide release,
2: big time. Um... I definitely think people. Not everyone's going to respond well to this movie because it it touches on some challenging, challenging topics. It's brutal, and times. yeah. And I think without again spoiling anything, I won't say what. But I think it might have the most terrifying scene in film ever.
0: It's that one scene, isn't it? It's just one moment, one scene, which is absolutely horrific.
2: Yeah, uh, and there's other moments that are also like kind of terrifying, but there's one where it's like everything about the scene like the atmosphere the tone and then what happens it's it might be the scariest thing I've ever witnessed on on film and I I I've heard it from a few of friends too who've kind of confirmed I did bring my daughter to see Annihilation as well because she's a budding cinephile so I'm like encouraging her to kind of come to some more challenging things and I was a little apprehensive bringing her to Annihilation but um I think that was the quietest walk to the car we've ever had (laughs) after a movie
0: how does she feel after that because uh this is a. It's one of those. This is a. It's. This is a movie that you have to be patient with. You have to really watch mm-hmm. and give your full attention to. But once, once you, once you, want to get to the end of it, wow! But how did how yeah. your daughter find it?
2: Um, her initial comment. Cause I wait. I waited till we were about halfway to the car before I even asked, like, what did you <laughs> think? And uh, her initial reaction was kind of mimic my own. Was kind of like, I'm not sure. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. I know it's great. But I don't know how I feel yet, like because it's it's so thought provoking and so um, it lets Alex Garland is it's insane that this is his second film, first of all, um, which he had an amazing debut with Ex Machina. Now he's been writing for a while, but this is his uh, second directed film, and it's I think it's perfect. Like, I can't really pinpoint any flaws in the movie that I'm like, oh, there was, well, there was this or this thing happened. I, I just, the performances were amazing. Um, I have some theories on some of the, the things that happened, which I won't get into again because it's, this movie's fresh. It's only two or three this days old when we're recording fresh, this. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to spoil anything. And it's also a film that I think you, you should see on a big screen because um, it's visually stunning. It's like,
0: loud. You need to, the the sound. The sound is incredible as well.
2: Yeah, I keep forgetting to talk about the sound of this movie, man. I wanted to say something in my review for it, and I left that out because yeah, the sound design is is also amazing in this movie. Between the music, um, and some of the musical choices are so interesting because there's a lot of like acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It, it's it's but it's it fits perfectly, but at the same time, it feels more optimistic than the movie itself. But it's a cool juxtaposition.
0: Yeah, I mean, I find it hard to talk. I said pretty sure I find it hard to talk about this film without giving anything away, because it's quite hard. It's Like I said, there's a lot to take in, and the more you kind of start delving into the into the plot or the synopsis of it, the more you kind of realise you're stepping over yourself to not give anything away. Well, it's one of those films which, I mean, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot, a lot of people, a lot of buzz. I mean, people are saying the same thing. Just, just don't, don't, don't read anything. Just go out and watch this film. I mean, it's not... It, it, there's not really much to say that' bad, and that's bad. I mean, again, my biggest nitpick, which is it really a nitpick, is that it could the pacing is the pacing could be ever so slightly sharper, but that's it. That's hmm. pretty much
1: it.
2: Yeah, and I I could see. Um, I'm definitely concerned with that that element for your general audiences that it could become boring. And yeah. um, I I was a little worried with my daughter. But um, I took her to see North by Northwest uh, at a good um, fathom event, right? But that one I found when I showed North by Northwest to my classes, several of my students were like, "It's too slow, it's boring." And so I was worried about her latching onto that when we saw it, and she was she loved it. So I I kind of felt comfortable with that, and um, she's good about not like if we're home watching a movie, her phone is out. But if we're at the theater, she has the right etiquette and phone is away, and she gives the movie a hundred percent of her attention.
0: This movie, this movie, you need that, and I think I think that's part of the. Maybe that's why it's, I think internationally it's been released because I think it's similar to Mother. I mean, that got that did get the wide release, but getting mm. audiences to sort of go in and watch this film and sort of take a punt on it and to really to like invest in it, I don't think they had full confidence. Full confidence in you know, that the, the audiences would get it or respond to it how they want to.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the, the narrative structure is very unique. Um, it, it's, it, it's challenging at the very least to, to kind of follow where everything is, like in terms of a timeline. Um, but I, not at Garland's fault. I think Garland navigates it perfectly, but it is like, again, you have to work to really keep track of everything that you see in the movie. And, not everybody likes that.
0: No, I mean, there's nothing, and, and and on that point, there's nothing wrong with that. Not every movie mm. needs to be, um, which I'm going to get to on a, on on another movie we're going to talk about. But not every movie needs to be 100 miles an hour, full of action, or with you know everything getting smacked in a face of exposition. Um, yeah. But so, but, yeah, like, but you like know, sometimes, especially in a film like this, it just the slower, uh, the slower pace, it just works, and the fact that you have to sit and think and take everything in. It, you know, it, it pays off big time
2: here. I, I completely agree. So, Something
0: else that pays off big time is the just the ensemble cast. The fact so that much. Everyone gets their chance in this film. It's such a, a fantastic cast. Female-led cast as well.
2: Yeah, and Natalie Portman, who's obviously a well-received actress, Academy Award-winning actress, um, but what the performance she gives for this movie is so insane. Um, and then... The, I didn't even recognize Tessa Thompson in this movie. Um, yeah, you know, She was in Creed, and she's in Thor uh, Ragnarok as Valkyrie, and here she is as this kind of timid physicist.
0: Yep, glasses and all, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, almost unrecognizable, uh, her performance in this movie, compared to the other things I've seen her in. Um, and I, I'm a big Jennifer Jason Lee fan, and I thought she was great in this too, so...
0: Yeah, if they, that's how they, they all get a chance, it, but it's not just... This is Natalie Portman's vehicle and everybody else follows. I love Natalie Portman, by the way. She's fantastic. Everybody gets a chance in this film. All of the actors, they all get their moments. Um, and that's what I like the most. It takes the time to actually invest and delve into the characters as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, and this is one... It's based off of a book. It's actually based off of a trilogy of books. Yeah. Um, and I am, I am now... I don't read much, but I am very... Uh, interested in, in checking out the books to see you know the differences and then also like i like to i'd like to expand a little more into this world um from the movie and i, I don't know that we're going to get a trilogy of movies um unfortunately
0: i think the way it's been distributed and uh, i don't think we're going to which is a shame because every we get so many people screaming out for these kind of movies but then when they come out nobody goes to see them uh, so then the studios get cold feet and then they go back to releasing you know the stuff that makes the most money but may not always be the best transformers um that kind of stuff for
2: yeah. <laughs> <Sorry if that laughs> oh is, but... man no i was totally wanting to say transformers um Thank you. <laughs> i uh yeah i agree because blade runner 2049 was i loved so much last year and i loved arrival that i think are both kind of similar they're slow they're quiet they're introspective and yep. uh but they just don't bring the dollars unfortunately it's um big time
0: and another shame is because, I mean, this is annihilation was released it in February. By the time awards season next year comes, no one's going to be talking about this.
2: No, yeah, no way. Whether
0: or not it would be up for certainly sound design, but you know, there's some fantastic performances mm-hmm. in that sound design. I mean, I'd like to think people remember that this time next year.
2: Yeah, I hope so. Um, maybe it'll find its legs on on Blu-ray or something, because um, it'll come out long before the the awards next year. So who knows? Maybe it'll exactly. get some. Uh, some hype from that but i think if we look back at the four movies we saw this month uh, matt and i are in agreement with black panther and annihilation um we both say don't bother with 50 shades unless you are just diehard fan and then um we're t- uh, torn on cloverfield paradox but if you have netflix it's already there you could do worse things with two hours i think it's so. on
0: netflix i'm glad it, uh, it, you know i don't I didn't, to, I didn't have to pay to see it go to the cinema so i'm glad of that so if you get a chance watch it on netflix by all means, the, Clo- the, the Cloverfield Paradise isn't a terrible movie. It's not an awful movie. It just didn't grab me. It just didn't engage me, but it doesn't make it a bad movie, per se.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, there is some definite problems with some logic in that movie, but I had fun with it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, a, a bad movie would be something like Winchester, but um, that okay. isn't on Netflix, so you don't have to talk to yourself of that.
2: Yeah, and avoid Winchester if you're going <laughs> to the local cinemas. Please do. Please um, it has almost put everybody to sleep that I know who has seen it.
0: So. Yep, yeah, I was I, I was heavy lidded. My partner fell asleep during it, and had to kind of nudge her to wake her up. So uh, that's and and, and, I, and I put it in my review. But surely Dame Helen Mirren, she's a knight of the realm over here. Surely she mm. can use her influences to, you know, get Old Queen Elizabeth get her to strike this film from history, get execute it. <laughs> it's <laughs> that bad. It's absolutely yeah. terrible. There's not enough bad thing to say about this film.
2: No, I I just can't believe how they could take such an interesting premise. And yeah, the base just story is ruin it. The Winchester yeah. Mystery
0: House is such a great story, and what what the world does need, or what I need, is a is a good atmospheric haunted house movie, like a, just a really again a slow burning sort of dread kind of inducing haunted mm-hmm. house film. But Winchester is not that.
2: Nope. It is not that at all. No, um, I just felt sorry for
0: the actors. Jason Clarke, you know, he's he's sweaty and frantic and panicking during the movie. And I assume that was just because he realized he couldn't get out of his contract for the film. <laughs> he was so to, desperate. <laughs> yeah, I've got to film this. But, um, yeah, it, it, don't watch that.
2: Nope. And Please. I think the last thing we're going to talk about is the newest Netflix release, uh, Mute.
0: Yeah, it hit Last it hit yesterday. Yeah. Um, yesterday uh 23rd um yep i mean we haven't spoken about this at all so i i don't know your well actually well i i I gathered your thoughts earlier on but i haven't heard what you thought about this
2: (laughs) yeah i um i just finished this at like one o'clock in my time so about an hour before we started recording um i am a huge paul Rudd fan like everything i think i've seen him in i love him um role models is one of my favorite comedies and I have an "I love you, man" poster on my wall. Um, <laughs> I am big Paul Rudd fan, so when I first heard about this movie, um, I was super excited because new Paul Rudd movie. And then Duncan Jones is the director, and I am of the the very small um, American minority of people who liked Warcraft um, because I didn't pla- Yes, I played Warcraft. <laughs> I was a Warcraft gamer for a long time. Um, so knowing this, actually, I'll even admit a little farther. I read some of the novels based on the World of Warcraft.
0: You are. Right? So, <laughs> you do like it.
2: Yeah. I am very aware of the lore, so I had a good time with that movie. I didn't think it was perfect, but I had fun with that movie. Um, and there was a lot, you know, I got all the little references to the games and things, so I, I had a lot of connection to it for those yeah. reasons. To be fair, it did make over $300 million in China. So, <laughs> Success. <laughs> um, and not many of us make money over there. so yeah, you're <laughs> on a serious note, yeah. you're right. So it, it it was saved by its China box office, really. It's the only reason it, like, everyone was like, well, sure, it's bad, but it made a lot of money. Um, but I love Moon. I, I'm also a huge Sam Rockwell fan. So oh, I, Moon's I, brilliant, yeah. Yeah, Moon's brilliant. And Source Code, which I didn't even realize was his movie when I saw it, was also really interesting, and Jake Gyllenhaal's great in it. So I went in to, to mute very optimistic, except that I'd heard a lot of negative things before I watched it. But I still like, I was like, you know what? I like Cloverfield, so maybe there's a chance.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't like almost any of it, except I love Paul Rudd. I thought Cactus Bill uh, is awesome. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Paul Rudd play a villain He's definitely a character. Yeah, and I, I just thought, man, he really, like, some of his dialogue, because there's a lot of, like, homophobic dialogue that comes out of him um that felt like almost it was out of the 90s like it felt like stuff you would hear in 90s movies like I think he called someone a faggot sorry to use the word but I wanted to quote him because I was really shocked to hear that um it's not something you hear being used uh in that way no, much they, anymore uh, certainly
0: because yeah is also set 40 years in the future I think
2: yeah like so I was like why is he got and and in a world where it seems like sexuality was very fluid right like yeah, characters yeah, I mean, the were everything each other, yeah
0: the way um so, bill and uh duck justin through his character talk to each other i mean there's a lot of other phones yeah.
2: so so i was really surprised that some of the 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 slurs he was throwing out um to be a villain but i he it never felt like fake in the way he delivered it but just like the writing of it felt kind of like wow oh, wh- yeah. were you pulling from 90s villains like um <laughs> But I thought Rudd's delivery of almost everything was great. Justin Theroux, I I didn't necessarily dislike his performance, but I did not like the character of Duck. Um, There was so many things, so many choices about the plot in this movie were just mind-boggling. Even the setup of our lead character, played by Alexander Skarsgård, Leo, being both mute and Amish in a futuristic technological world.
0: The no, thing you think you're <laughs> going to hear in a movie plot. Mute
2: and Amish. Yes. Yeah. It's like, pick one thing. Like, why is yeah. he got to have two things? And, he, and
0: I he, mean, he dresses like an Amish does now, but 40 is in the future, so he clearly have not made any yeah. advancements.
2: And he's still not, he's not living on a farm. Like, he's still living in the city, so I, I don't know. He's living but in very he was early early Berlin, yeah. Yeah, and he he's still clearly Amish though, but like I'm like, well, why are you living there and not like with other Amish people? Like
0: maybe he's uh, so, maybe he's the last of his kind. They never went into that. Well,
2: I, I that's a an interesting actually idea. Except I felt like I saw other Amish dressed people in the city. Like I think it was Paul
0: Rudd's character. I think they did he did or what somebody um, one of the characters I did reference him as an Amish at some point, and it didn't. Yeah. and I and I can't remember who it was. Or whether I had a connection with him, but it, somebody else did mention it to him.
2: I think it was the the coffee shop owner, um, uh, which has an Easter egg in it, which I won't, I don't want to say because of spoilers. But um, yeah, sir, it, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was, I was kind of like bummed out by that Easter egg at the end of the movie because I'm like, oh, is that's that not. Yeah, because it's like, well, is that it? And also, because like this movie doesn't. Yeah, 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 exactly. I know, yeah, again, I know we're trying not here. to spoil it, but yeah, yeah. Um, doesn't stack but, up. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Overall, uh, it doesn't do anything particularly really cool with the like the setting. Like you said, in this futuristic world, it doesn't seem like that matters um, really at all. Like, yeah. you, I don't know why the movie couldn't have been just now. Like, <laughs> other than a, there's a couple of little things, but they're they're not relevant to the plot so much they're just kind of there like it's like hey this is a very modern day type of story but i'm gonna put shiny neon lights at night to make it look more like blade runner
0: like flying takeaway drones
2: yeah that was cool but I like pointless those,
0: but yeah. <laughs> yeah i um, yeah <laughs> there, there's, a, there's an undeniable whiff of blade runner Also i think this is duncan jo- jo- his, his attempt at making his own blade runner it's just not as good
2: no no nowhere near um this is yeah. this is one of those films,
0: unlike Annihilation, this one is ponderous, is slow, it's unengaging. And again, a movie doesn't have to be all action to be good. But no is so it's so tonally strange that it's hard to become compelled. There like you say, there's there's yeah. some there's some subplots and there's one massively ill judged subplot in there, which I won't spoil. Um there's mm. one subplot which just is just kind of thrown in, and you kinda of think, wow, what the why well, if I put this in? What relevance does it have? And it only makes me think this characters even more douchebags. But um, mm-hmm. Alex Skarsgård. Alex Scargard, He's I I didn't find him particularly compelling. He can't no. he, he's, he's he's mute. So he can't. He has that unenviable task of trying to emote just to his face. And he kind of just looked. At times he just sort of looked pained. He pulled. He kind of put a face when you can't really hear someone. You're kind of squinting and leaning forward. But what uh, did you say? Pardon. Kind of face. Yeah, I like, I, yeah. Like, I like Paul Rudd and Justin through, but they, they were it was a really strange double act, which was at, which again was at odds with the rest of the movie. Um, I liked their performances, but like you say, the, the character of Duck, oh, he's he's not a character written to be liked, and I just didn't I just didn't like the character anyway. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. I mean, so I mean, we, we just, I mean, pretty much Scar, uh, Leo, um, scars scars character, his girlfriend, you know, she she's part of the plot. Um, and it's his kind of, he's, he's, he's going around Berlin attempting to contact her again. Um, and it kind of takes you from a bar to nightclubs to these different brothels, whorehouses, with no success. And of course, everything's eventually, surely, it's going to tie in. But you've got kind of half of it, it's this sort of gloomy, um, I had the D word, dystopian, um, bleak yeah. cityscape with Skarsgard kind of moping around. Trying to fight trying obviously get more information, and got on the, on the other half. You've almost got this kind of like buddy comedy going on with uh, Rudd and Theroux. Kind of, it's <laughs> Dude, like two directors a... <laughs> made the film and thought, well, "Yeah, right, here's what I've got. Here's what you've got. Make it work." And <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, yep. It's future yeah, futuristic neo noir, but only when it wants to be. There are some cool out there. I did. There are some one or two cool action scenes in it, but. Um, Hmm. That's that's about it, and there, and there's it's about twenty minutes too long. There's a lot of endings to it. It could have been a lot shorter. They could have taken a lot out. To me, mm-hmm. it's a massive missed opportunity. I think it, it could have been a a modern sort of. I, I certainly mean I I'm not. A, I like reboots and remakes, but I'm always saying rather than just taking a franchise and just making it a sequel, make your own franchise. You know, with 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 nods to this film has inspired you which is clearly what mute is this is uh jones's attempt at making his own blade runner on with his own stamp but it just just doesn't work it could have been so much more and for me it's just netflix is now the last few releases brights cloverfield and this have just been overwhelming
2: yeah Yeah, and i still haven't watched bright um but i've not heard a single (laughs) good thing about it yeah exactly i can't i can't bring myself to do it and um paul rudd uh If they had approached this film as, um, the same, like, idea of a noir, I think, would have worked, but making Cactus the, the protagonist, a, a vile, despicable protagonist, mind you, but that same character as the lead character would have been such a better movie. Yeah, I think so. Like, I can, um, just see, like, so many things shaping, and it could have been so much better, um, and honestly, like, there's so much of this wants to be a noir, but it, it, fails, left and right with being a compelling detective story yep. and uh was... yeah i was did really he, disappointed did leo
0: need to be mute to make the film work nope Nope. okay it's nope. not just me then because it's a cool angle it's an interesting take having the yeah uh protagonist be you know mute and apparently he's very smart but he'd rather he just beats people up rather than actually tries to re- re- reason with them but there's also a uh, um i won't spoil him dominic monaghan makes probably the weirdest cameo you're going to see this year yes it i was watching it thinking what the? what what's the what, what the hell's going on i was like that's the hobbit guy uh, the lord uh, that's uh, what's yeah. his name um and lost guy but um charlie yeah um, that's <laughs> it I
2: thought, no really
0: oh wow but you have that's one you have to see to, be, to believe
2: yeah i was so like when he popped up i'm like oh my god and then I was like, "Oh my God! Yeah. What is happening? Like, yeah. Why is he this he's gonna guy?" Stare at the floor for two minutes
0: before this ends. <laughs> I hope you. Sure yeah, he got paid well. So,
2: yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. He hasn't done anything in a while, so no, um, he's done it
0: some kids' TV. I think he's done it with, uh, Sophia the First. Yeah, I know that because um, mm. I have young kids in the house, so I'm aware of that. Yeah, but that's probably more entertaining than his cameo.
2: Yeah, uh, I, definitely a huge misstep. Another, like you said, with Netflix um not not a good sign uh with the movies that they've been picking up um definitely I'm really sad cuz Duncan Jones now with two flops I assume this is going to flop last I saw it's not getting good reviews at all yeah. um but with this in Warcraft it's not looking good for his future um you know I don't know if he's going to be able to get something he wants to do made he might end up having to take more of like a journeyman type role and just pick up other people's scripts and make those um because after Moon, I think he had a little bit of carte blanche to like. You showed how you know creative you can be, and then this is just. I think it's mute. Huge mistake. Had moments which were fairly creative. I mean, there was mm-hmm. it was
0: original, certainly. To parts of it were, and again, there was a lot there to think. You know, this this could, this could have worked if there'd been. I don't know. Just I can't. I don't want to say worked on more because I mean the guy had. He's been. He had this movie in his head for ten, twelve, fifteen years. So it's not like yeah. he hasn't been thinking about it. and I think that's the most disappointing thing. Is that, you know he's obviously this is obviously a labour of love for him and it just didn't work out. But there's, which is a shame because there are seeds of a really good movie in there, mm-hmm. but it just it just didn't come out. But maybe maybe Netflix may be his salvation. Maybe doing smaller films on Netflix which get more yeah. which get more critical attention um, could work out better for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I kind of think this movie reminds me of Suburbicon in a, in a way, just that you it feels like to remind there's... Of that. I know, right? It, it was brutal, right? But it had the same <laughs> thing. There, There's little seeds of excellence inside of a bunch of garbage, and if you can remove the garbage, there was a good movie there. It just got piled on with a bunch of other stuff like that belonged in different films, and that's, this movie has that same feel. Like there's There's so many things that's like why are these two things happening and he tries to tie them together at at points but it just never really works it's no just like logical what that? connection no, no,
0: really yeah there's there's one obviously but they get even most of the connections or the twists they are forced they feel forced to me very feel to kind forced, of yeah. make it a cohesive story and try and make these sort of strange warring plots come together some threads come together somehow it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's a, it goes to me it goes down as a missed opportunity it's a I, I mean, I, I think I nailed it in my review. I didn't like it whatsoever. But it's definitely I did concede at the end that you know this could have been a lot better. This should have been a lot better. But unfortunately, what we're left with is, is, is this.
2: Yeah, and it, it, it did make me excited for Ant Man and Wasp though because I love Paul Rudd. So I'm just like, I want more Paul Rudd. And watching it, in a actually, better movie.
0: Like, the it, um, Cactus's Brian Fantana mustache was very exciting. I, I like that. <laughs> It makes yes. me think of Anchorman, and I, that made me smile during it, and then I got back into watching this film.
2: Yeah, I was actually... I was thoroughly impressed with Rudd's ability to be a bad guy, though. Um, you know, that's it's hard to go against type like that and be convincing, and I was I was actually intimidated by his character a couple of times where I'm like, wow, I didn't think Paul Rudd could pull that kind of tone and, and be genuine because he's not, like, a silly bad guy. He's like a he's a presence like people are uh, afraid menacing, of menacing. but yeah i think what lets it down is because
0: uh, there are times when he is given more of the you know not it, 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 say fun there's no fun moment it's not really a fun film
2: yeah but no
0: because he, he's afforded a few more lighter moments it does for me it took away slightly from his you know yeah. presence um but i did but for 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 an against cast against type uh performance i thought he was good
2: yeah and that's what you just said though I think is why I think he would have been a better protagonist because of those little light moments you know because those moments make it seem like maybe he isn't the bad guy but he was supposed to be but like if you turn that table and you make him in a noir especially where a lot of times there are no good guys in a noir film you know everyone's evil that's kind of the whole attitude it would have worked so much better um because here he is this guy who isn't a good guy but yet you see some redeemable qualities in him, you know, like that would have worked. Yeah,
0: there's a certain. Moment, I mean, he's he's there are ties in the he has ties in the movie to people mm-hmm. who's very loyal to, and that is and you find that very endearing. But um, yes, yeah, but they, like I say, then, but he also then uh, gets to do mean th- bad things to people as well. But yeah, there, he does yep. kind of toe that line somewhat of being, you know, he's the villain or or is he?
2: Yeah, and I kept, I kept waiting for that to play out differently than it ended up playing out. So, um, that's a little bonus movie, but neither of us were thrilled with Moon, uh, yeah. not Moon. We love Moon, not Mute. I, I hate that it's even, in, like, in the same sounding name, like, cause the, I'm like, Mute, 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 four letters with Moon's an M, mute. crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, so. it's
0: not as good as the good one.
2: Yes, so, um, I think, is there any other movies you wanted to talk about?
0: Um, no, for new releases, we went over yep, Winter uh, and I don't, I, I, just don't want to go for Winchester again. But no, uh, yes, nothing this month. I'm looking forward to next month. There's a lot of good movies coming out next month, um, which I'm looking forward to.
2: Yes, and March is busy for me as well because I will be going to South by Southwest and uh, watching a crap ton of movies, um, including, I hope, a Quiet Place at the oh, at its I'm South by Southwest to that. premiere yes uh i hope i get in i am a little it's the big highlight in like opening night film so i don't know how bad the wait is going to be to get into that but um last year it was baby driver that premiered so uh i'm i'm expecting it to be very crowded yeah, and almost up, impossible
0: yeah. yeah well i'm hoping to get uh, early early seats to uh red sparrow next month so i'm um, looking mm. forward i'm looking forward to that um but then I mean, what else we've got we've got I mean Game Night I think that's already out in the States it comes out this week it in is. the United Kingdom Orymple of oh, okay. Time Tomb Raider Pacific Rim oh, yep. Player One The Meg Thoroughbreds um, Love Simon comes out Isle of Dogs I think, I think The Strangers come. at night comes out there's, hmm. there's a lot of films coming out in March um, to look forward to so I think we're going to struggle with just four films next month
2: so yeah yeah, but we will pick uh, specifically four that we will guarantee that we both see, yep. and we will be back in one month to talk about those and anything else we saw, which I will have just way too many films to talk about, <laughs> so I will have to keep it very brief, but, because um, I I have, I'm planning on seeing at least 20 movies at South By, uh, probably going to get closer to 30, as I am there for nine days, and we'll have nothing but watching movies <laughs> planned, uh, so um, it will be a busy month for sure, but... um there's worse problems right. to
0: have in the world <laughs>
2: there are there definitely are um, with that I think that concludes our first episode of the bloody awesome movie podcast uh, Matt and I will be back um, in the meantime you can follow us on our social medias I am at Burke Reviews and Matt I am at
0: WIWT underscore UK at Twitter and at what I watched tonight on Instagram
2: and uh, you can go to BurkeReviews.com and read my reviews and you can go to Matt's website www.whatIwatchtonight.co.uk and keep up with what we're doing um, until next month keep on watching the movies people stay bloody awesome. bloody awesome bloody awesome bloody
1: awesome bloody awesome bloody awesome bloody awesome bloody awesome, bloody awesome. Bloody awesome. Blah 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 bloody blah 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 blah